Lamb of God. Thank you, Father. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15. For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and your love for all the saints, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that the glorious, I keep asking the glorious Father may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I also pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which you have been called. The riches of his, glo of, of his glorious inheritance in the saints and incomparably great power for those who believe. The power that is at work in those who believe. Lord, we want to honor your own holy name this morning. I want to thank you once again for a brand new day, for a brand new hour, for a brand new expressions of your voice in the earth. Thank you, Father, for that which your spirit once again, yes, is about to do in our lives and through our life. We rejoice in you this morning. We celebrate your coming. We appreciate your intentions and counsel. Thank you, Lord, that as you lead us further into that which you desire us to come into today, Father, I pray that there will be an opening. I pray that there will be indeed a coming into a better understanding of your intentions for our life, for your church, for your body, oh God. We honor you. We bless your name. Thank you, Father. We honor you. We praise your name this morning. Hallelujah. Amen. Once again, welcome. If you're joining me this morning, wherever you are, I want to welcome you to another live broadcast. This is the Potter's Gate online broadcast. Uh, the issue of, um, you know, load shedding, electricity in South Africa has worsened. In fact, we are on stage six now. So uh, it's been very difficult, all right, to, you know, to come on air to broadcast because the light just go off every two hours. But anyhow, this morning, by God's grace, we are going to look at the part six, amen, of this profound message that heaven, amen, is bringing across our way. So wherever you are this morning, if you have the opportunity to join me from South Africa, well, kudos to you, thank you. And if you're watching us from outside South Africa, I want to use this time to welcome you, particularly particularly those that will be joining from YouTube. Thank you so very much. It's an honor to share this moment with you. Well, this morning, uh, we are going to continue on the issue of the calibration of our prophetic sight. Of course, this message is very relevant, amen, to where we are, what the Spirit of God, amen, is doing in the earth. We live in the day of, amen, if you will, great distraction. And this distraction, most time, amen, are covered, are in, you know, are under the veneer of that which may even look legitimate. So we need, amen, to be able to see through. We need to be able to see, amen, you know, beyond, above, or hallelujah. We need to see around the situation of the circumstance, amen, that may even look relevant, like I said, amen. We need to see into the heart of God, into the mind of God. And these are, amen, concepts that speaks into our position of spiritual relevancy. 
particularly in this new day. All right, the days we live in are designed, amen, to distract us, to deceive us, and of course, to lure us away. And the enemy, all right, of course, is very, very you know, strategic in doing these things. And I'm hoping that as we look into what the word of God is saying to us, amen, of course, through the things the spirit of God is also emphasizing in my own spirit, all right, that we'll be able to navigate the situations, that we'll be able to, amen, if you will, overcome whatever it is that may want to seek to blind or to block, amen, our vision. So we've been dealing with, amen, being able to see what is ahead. I think that is very important because if everybody, I mean, just imagine if everybody can preempt can see what is ahead of them of course there will be less you know uh, mistakes there will be less issues of you know making a wrong decision there will be less issues of anxiety you understand the reason why many amen are captured in anxiety in fear in doubt amen is because they they, they can't see they don't have an understanding of what is ahead of them and that is a big problem to humanity all right government today are making you know bad decision because they can't see what is ahead of them all right uh, regardless of the uh, 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 you know the the analysis that you know have been you know uh, projected and predicted we we see that things are not always uh, uh, they, they don't always work out in the way you know we expect or even predict so these are very important things so one of the one of the keys of being spiritual of course of being a follower of Christ is the ability to be able to see all right, because we are able to, amen, yes, look through the view, look through the lens view of Christ. We are able to, amen, look at life through, amen, the eyes of God and the eyes of Christ and be able to predict. And I believe these are the very core structure, amen, of what's, you know, uh, uh, you know, the concept of, you know, if you will, the prophetic ought to build within, amen, our spiritual life. Within the core structure of our spiritual life, we should be able to see, amen, and predict, amen, and, and if you will, understand what is coming. That does not mean that we may, be, we may be able to avert the challenge. At least, at least we'll be prepared for it. And I think that is one of the most important things the Spirit of the Lord, all right, is emphasizing. Now, here's a word that I dropped. You know, at the last time we, you know, we were speaking, I'm not sure if anybody actually got this. You know, I just posted this word there and I quickly want to read it again. There are a few words that I'm going to be reading that at least should give us perspective. And I'm hoping and praying that as we look at these things, that you will also start praying these things into your own life. Because I tell you, the enemy is not asleep. The enemy is not joking. He wants to do everything at least to bring you to redundancy. To bring it to a place where you are shut down, to bring it to the place where you can no longer see, all right. And of course, if you can't see, your ability to proclaim and to declare, amen, is reduced. That's part of the enemy strategy. Okay, you can only speak to the degree that, amen, you have seen your 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 vocabulary. Excuse me, your your proclamation, your declaration of the things of God, particularly the things of the kingdom, amen, can only go as far as what your faith, what your spiritual, you know, eyes can see. If you cannot see into the spirit. If you don't know what is going on, amen, you will be limited in what you declare. And of course, this is the reason why we have churches today, amen, that are just limited around material things because they cannot see. They, they, they have lost the sight to see into the activities of the spirit. Remember, amen, 
while I'm on this, remember the scripture we began with. We began to look, you know, look at all of this. Second Corinthians 4, amen, verse 18. He said, while we look not to the things, amen, that are seen. And I remember the last time I was even given an, ex- an example, amen, of things that can see everything around me. Yeah, you basically, you can see. But all of the things that you can see around me came from the unseen realm. Many of them, if not all of them, were called forth. Amen. This microphone that I'm using that, you know, is visible now was called forth. It came from a realm, amen, of the unseen. I had to call it forth, amen. I had to wait on the Lord to pray. So it takes a vision, amen. I mean, personally, I'm entering to a new season, to a new phase of my life, all right? And I'm beginning, the Lord this morning began to, you know, stir my heart. I said, this is the time for you to begin to, you know, call for those things that you want to see in this new phase of your life, all right? You've got to begin to call them into existence. If you cannot see, they said to Abraham, as far as you can see, it's given to you. So sight is important, amen, in understanding what God is doing in your life, what God is doing in his church, what God, amen, is demanding of us. If you cannot see it, amen, it's only a matter of time before, amen, you begin to faint, before you begin to doubt, before you begin to go into the mode of anxiety and worry. You understand? If you can't see it, you cannot have it. So your sight plays a major role. The calibration of your sight cannot be overemphasized, amen, in this in this season. So let's look at this now. I said, in this hour, our chief responsibility, amen, is to maintain a precise and a, vis- and a visible heavenly realm order. Amen. We want to maintain, amen. Yes, we want to maintain a presence. We want to maintain visibility in the heavenly, in the heavenly realm, amen. On behalf of Hallelujah, the earth. In other words, we want to be visible in the spirit. That is important. You may say, but what has sight got to do with that? Oh, a lot. Your ability to remain, amen, visible in the spirit realm, amen. To remain, amen, in that order of life where you remain, you, you remain re- relevant in terms of what God wants to do in the earth. Because sight in the earth, hallelujah, is connected to sight, amen, regarding, amen, the spiritual realm, the unseen realm. But if the enemy can use natural material things, you know, financial things, challenges in homes, you know, to to block your vision, amen, of what is taking place in the spirit, it's only a matter of time, all right, before you're defeated. Right? Because where, what sources our vision, what sources our life, what sources our ability, amen, to remain relevant, to remain, amen, yes, at the gate, to remain at the at the at the watch, you know, at the watchtower, to remain, amen, consistent in the things of the spirit is the fact that we are connected, amen, yes, to the prophetic activities of God, to the prophetic, you know, speakings of God, to the prophetic demand of God. That is very relevant. I want to ask you before, as we go on, alright, how connected are you in the spirit? How relevant? are you in the spirit because that is what will be forming and amen yes en- engaging you in terms of how you interact with life how you behave how you talk how you respond amen what what you will say no to and what we are what you are going to agree with amen so it, 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 we have to maintain that visible presence in the spirit in other words you have you have you have you are being found in the spirit they say paul we know amen jesus we know who are you we, we don't recognize you in the spirit you're not recognized 
all right we, we, we can't pick your signal in the spirit all right so you, you, you are representing you know a, you know a community a constituent you're representing a city a nation or you understand how relevant are you in terms of what God amen wants to do or what God is doing amen within that you know a, a, a community within 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 that you know jurisdiction if God wants to come into Cape Town amen are you positioned in the spirit amen it is your life is your house amen yes you know a portal to what God amen is doing or would they bypass you that's 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 a that's a, an important point okay so we want to understand all of this point now I, 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 I said I want us to look at some few other points I said we need to understand the current spiritual the current spiritual season you know a few days ago the Lord gave me a word according to Ecclesiastes all right we all know that scripture three all right to everything under the earth there is what there is a season and a time now I began to see that word of course I believe this is you know the Lord he began to give me a different you know if you will understanding about seasons and time you know season and time we cannot nobody can we can't fight it <laughs> We, we can't, no matter what we do, amen, we cannot, you know, we can't bypass it. Our life, amen, are defined and measured, amen, you know, by seasons and time. It says to everything, everything that we see, and even those things we don't see, amen, are defined, amen, by two, this, by these two orders of life. Season. Now, like I said the last time, what is season? A season is a time period where, all right, certain things are, are, you know, are required. Certain things, you know, come into existence. Where certain things, amen, are, are made, you know, are, are demanded. And that season prepares you, amen, either for an exit or, or for what? Or for, you know, an entrance, season prepares you for an exit or for an entrance we know right now all right that this this generation of of believers christians are, are a sandwich between two seasons all right what what do i mean by that i've got it in my note all right it means that there is a generation there is a people there's a company of people right now all right that are you know basically moving off the scene let's let's let me put it that way they're moving they're, they're moving off the radar in terms of what God is doing, all right? And that that is, you know, informed by, you know, the scripture in in in, in, in Second Kings, all right? When the Bible talk about, you know, uh, uh, Elijah about to what? Uh, to exit the earth. And Elisha, all right, is being prepped, is being prepared to take over. You can see that Elisha is between two seasons. There is a season, all right, that is that is about to pass away, all right, all right through the through the life, through the ministry, all right, of Elijah. And he he was to usher in, he will be ushering in another season that is going to open a new chapter. Now, how Elisha understand, amen, these two seasons is very important because Elisha can be carried away by what, amen, is taking place in terms of the exit of you know of, of of elijah and him not key himself not positioning himself amen in in what god is about to do this is very very important because you can be you can be redundant you can live in a state where you're just going through the motion you're just going through the motion you're just you know a nice brother a nice christian but you are not tracking your your spirit is not pulsating you're not journeying you are not you know you're not seeking all right you you, you don't understand amen where you are supposed to be positioned and because you don't understand it amen whatever circumstance comes your way you accept it 
But if you understand, amen, what the Lord is doing, do you know the Bible says the Father is always working? The Lord is at work. There is a continual, even though the work of God, amen, is not, is not, is not, uh, 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 it's not defined by how we understand work. God is working in the spirit. The Bible says Jesus is at the right hand of the Father, making that's work, making intercession. So how do we relate? How do we understand the workings of God? Amen. In terms of our region, in terms of our life, in terms of amen, our person, in terms of our calling. What is the work that God is doing in your life that you that you are supposed to be aware of so that amen you can be you can be relevant, hallelujah, to the speakings of God, to the dealings of God. If you don't know that, then that is going to be very difficult for you to make informed decision. It's going to be difficult to make informed decision. And this is something that I really want us, all right, to look into. So we need to, we need to understand the current spiritual season in order to navigate it effectively. This is a generation, hallelujah, between two orders that represent, amen, a profound spiritual responsibility. And I went further and said, what do I mean by this? The believers of this present season, this, this period in time, if you are alive, you're listening to what I'm talking about, then this word is relevant to you, all right? The believers of this, you know, a, a present season, all right, are between, amen, a spiritual leadership order, one that is dying, all right? If you will, passing away, and a newborn spiritual, you know, leadership order ready to take over from the position currently being occupied, occupied, amen, from the previous orders of leadership. That's a very profound truth. All right. So when you find yourself in these two orders, you need vision. You need a well-calibrated side because vision, remember, vision, vision puts you in a state where you are able, amen, to, to, to know how to make decisions based on the vision of God, based on the intentions of God, based on the counsels of God. You are able, hallelujah, to interact with that season. And knowing that, okay, this season is requiring certain things from your life. It's demanding certain things from your life. And so you give those things. You surrender to those things. But if you're not aware of that, how then do you surrender? How then do you, you know, in fact, how then do you know the will of God? Because it, the will of God is defined within the seasons of God, amen, either for our life as individual or for corporate, you know, community or society. We've got to know where is God right now, amen, in terms of, you know, the nation of South Africa just give an example where is God right now in terms of amen uh, uh, the nation of you know uh, um, Zimbabwe or Malawi or Mozambique, amen, Botswana, or, or Nigeria, Canada, where is God, amen, in America, what is God saying, amen, it's going to take people who have, amen, a vision, who, who have an understanding, amen, of the ways of God, of the intentions of God, now I quickly want to, while I'm talking about this, I, I want to bring the issue of Balaam, Balaam, amen, was, was referred to as a prophet, even though Balaam, amen, is not an, an, an Israelite, but Balaam was, you know, called a prophet. Some will say, okay, you know, is a, is a, a um, he operated from a different dimension of a prophetic spirit, you know, maybe even, you know, a soothsayer, you know, but the Bible says Balaam was a prophet and Balaam was hired, amen, by Balak to come and curse the people of God. To, to, to so, you know, to a certain degree, Balaam has got capacity, amen, to do certain things. He, he, he was recognized, amen, as somebody who's got, because if Balaam does not have power or anointing or whatever it is, amen, he will not be hired, amen, by Balak. 
my point is it's not just enough to have vision like you know like like Balaam we also must be sure that our vision aligns to amen the will of God the mind of God because while Balaam while Balaam indeed you know was seeking to respond to the request of Balak the Lord amen of course prevented him all right he wanted to actually curse the people of God but the Lord turned the curse around amen yes into a blessing but by the time you read the book of Revelation you will see how Balak amen was described amen as an evil one because what did he do he, he, he showed he gave you know Balak hallelujah the strategy of how to get the people of God even though he did not directly curse them so my point is we need amen even in this season to know hallelujah the mind of God the heart of Christ the will of God for our life amen so that our vision our so-called ability to see amen into tomorrow amen is aligned with the will of God I cannot overemphasize this in other words, it's not enough just to know what is going to happen tomorrow. It's not just enough to know, to be able to identify, amen, yes, what is panning out. But how does that speak into the desires of God? Does that, does that, does that which we know, amen, speaks into, yes, the mind of God, the desires of God? Does it align? So it's going to take us, amen, also surrendering to the standard of God, to the will of God, to the heart of God, amen, in order to be able to accurately utilize or interpret our vision. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So it's not enough just to have a giftings. So when I'm talking about vision, I'm not just talking about the gift. I'm talking about, amen, an ability, amen, that, 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 that has surrender, amen, itself to the perfect will of God. The will of God is found within the, you know, the, excuse me, the, our vision must be found within the will of God. Now the will of God, hallelujah, most time we may not really understand it, but there are, of course, there are, there are, there are values, there are systems in the word of God that allow us to understand, all right, if indeed what, amen, we, we term as vision is in sync, is in line with what? Yes, the will of God. I think that's a very important point that we have made. Now, I quickly want to go into some few other points. The scripture says, you know, in Luke 11, look at the scripture, Luke 11, verse uh, 35. I hope, um... Okay, 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 let's just look at let's let's look at this. It says it says no one lights a lamp. Of course, this is not the scripture I actually want to look at now. Maybe we should just move out of here. There's another scripture that I quickly want us to look at is in um yes, let's look at this, let's look at the scripture in Isaiah 29. It says it says stop and be astonished. Blind yourself and be sightless. Be drunk, but not with wine. Stagger, but not from amen, a strong drink. This is very important. Verse 10 of Isaiah 29. All right? For the Lord has poured out on you a spirit of deep sleep, a spirit of stupor. He has shut your eyes, O prophet. He has covered amen, your head, O seers. All the entire vision, amen, will be turned, amen, will be turned to words sealed in a scroll. Now, this is God's expressing judgment upon a people, upon a nation, hallelujah, who are who have who have stopped tracking his heart. Remember that I'm saying that it's not enough just to have a vision. 
our vision, amen, must tally with how our heart is pursuing, is, is yearning. In other words, when you have, amen, a heart that is seeking to obey God, to live for God, amen, you have a heart of devotion, you have a heart that is ever saying, Lord, it's your will I desire. It is in that order, it's in that light, amen, that they begins to calibrate your vision to know, amen, what the Lord is requiring or what the Lord, amen, is doing, what the Lord, amen, where the Lord is going, like the sons of Issachar. And you've seen that, amen, the character, the nature, amen, the technology, if you will, of the prophetic life of the sons of Issachar is, is beyond the fact that they know, amen, they have a vision, but they also know what to do. That what to do, amen, is a reflection of God, amen, yes, you know, if you will, you know, validating their, their vision. Because when God gives you a vision, he also, amen, enables you, he gives you a mobility, amen, yes, to move in line with that vision. Because after all, that's the essence of the vision. So when a season comes upon us where God begins to steer our heart towards a particular direction, towards a particular order of life, amen, God also begins to create, amen, a time a time in space where that which has been revealed in the spirit becomes manifest. When a vision, amen, remains in the spiritual realm where we, we have an understanding of, okay, what God is doing, what God wants to do, but they have not, amen, you know, point to us how to exit, how to move. i give you a very good example. The scripture says when you enter into a city, it says seek for the house of peace. How do you seek the house of peace? Of course, it's going to take the Spirit of God, amen, leading and guiding your steps towards that right direction. You understand? Yes. So I'm speaking about two things now. I'm sure by now you understand I'm, I'm, I'm talking about two things. There is the vision, amen, that deals with, you know, spiritual awareness, spiritual reality. Yes. And there's the maturation of that vision such that, amen, when the time comes for things to happen in the natural realm, amen, you are at the right place. You are at the right point, amen. You are not, you are not confused. You are not dispossessed. That's the word. You are not, you are, you are not dislodged, amen. Yes, you are moving. Everything that our Lord Jesus did, amen, were done because, amen, every aspect of his life is surrender, amen, to the will of God. Yes. And this is the reason why, amen, he, you know, he, he lived in a day where time, amen, was not wasted. You understand? 33 years of his life, he fulfilled, amen, an eternal mission. That has to do with, amen, an understanding of, you know, the, the intentions of God, which of course revealed the vision of the Father, amen. And in obedience, surrendering to that, amen, he was able to fast track. He was able, amen, to accelerate, hallelujah, the purposes of God. Now, what the enemy does, now listen to this. What the enemy does is that sometimes, yes, he allows us to know what God's intention is. We have this idea of what God wants to do. Amen. But then the ability to yield and to surrender ourselves, amen, to that strict purpose, to that strict intention of God, amen, it distracts us from it. So what happened then is we begin to what? Waste time. And remember that time is equivalent to life. What you do with your time also defines, amen, to how you understand the purpose of God, the vision of God, the intentions of God, amen, for, a, for your life or even for a season. 
So when we begin to understand what it means to have a well-calibrated prophetic vision, all of these things that I'm talking about, amen, must, must come into play, must come into play. You're not confused, amen. You're not distracted. Even when that thing looks negative, even when that thing sounds negative, amen, in the natural human realm, but because God has spoken, I mean, the cross, all right, it's not a place you go. Nobody goes to the cross, you know. Nobody just want to go to Golgotha, amen. But amen, because Jesus knew, he he, he understood that that is the pathway, earlier that was going to bring redemption. Yes, the Bible said for the joy that was set before him. You have to see that joy for the joy that he aligned himself, he surrendered himself, amen. He yielded himself. But when you get to the point where, amen, leaders are becoming blind. Even to the ways of God, to the will of God, amen, that what they term as vision, in fact, does not have the ability, the capacity to push them into a point where they're able to make decisions, amen, based on the will of God, then you know that there's a problem. So it's not enough to talk about, yes, we have a vision, God wants to do something, or God is doing something. Look at what the scripture says, it says, stop and be astonished, be wild, blind yourself and be sightless. Be drunk, but not with wine. Stagger, but not from a, from, a, from a drink. For the Lord, listen to this, for the Lord. Why would the Lord pour out a spirit of stupor upon his own people, upon his own prophet? Because they are no longer tracking. Their heart is no longer pulsating. They have, de they have come to depend on their ability, on their strength. And this is the point that I'm making. That when you talk about amen, vision, we're talking about amen, total yieldedness, total dependence. Even when you have amen, when you seem to have, you know, the, the, the strength, the resource to make things work. You know, there are people like that, either because amen, of our intelligence, of our education, all right, of our, you know, in connections, you know, and connectivity. We are able to do certain things. We are able to push, amen, certain strings, all right. You, you, you cannot, hallelujah, in this season do that because you don't know what is ahead of you. You only know what you know now. And what you know now, amen, cannot be the definer, amen, of how you respond. Because if you do, what is ahead of you may just counter, amen, your decision. I'm not sure if somebody is following me. What is ahead of you? You, you don't know, amen, what is at, at, you know, at the end of the corner. The ability to see, amen, into the curvatures of time is critical, is crucial, is, is critical to, amen, the seasons we live in. At, at every journey, there is always a bend. There is always that sharp corner. There is always that narrow path, amen, that you don't see. It's not, it's not enough, amen, to see the Broadway. It's not enough, amen, to see the Broadway. You should also have the vision that can see through the curve. The mistake these people made is, amen, they presume. But God said you're going to stagger. Not from a strong drink. He himself is going to pour out, amen, upon them, amen, a spirit of stupor. It says, it says, it says, God has shut the eyes of the prophet. Remember, the prophet, amen, one, one of the key strengths of the prophet is their sight, is the ability to see, is the ability to hear. But the, the Bible says, God has shut the eyes of the prophet. Does it sound like, amen, what we are seeing today? Why would God shut the eyes of the prophet? The scripture makes it clear that, you know, scripture always explains itself. The Bible says, he has, he has covered, amen, your head, O seers. This is what we saw, amen, in, in relating to, you know, Balaam and of course many, many of the prophets of, of, of the nation of Israel. 
verse 11 says and the entire vision the entire vision in other words the entire sense of direction that's what vision does where there is no vision amen people will cast off restraint to, to cast off restraint means amen not to know what to do not to know amen how to live life not to know how to you know engage how to interact with life not to know the steps to take amen you understand not to know how to make you know precise decisions our life ought to be moving in, in progress towards the place, amen, of God's divine, amen, or, you know, desire and objective. That's what life is all about. We're not just living a life to, to you know, to achieve good things. We're living a life, amen, yes, towards the fulfillment, amen, of God's prophetic counsel. Every one of us, every human being, amen, I, I think they say we have close to, you know, 7 billion plus people living on earth today. Every human being on earth, amen, is tagged with a divine purpose from God. And it's, amen, it's the responsibility, amen, of people in a position of leadership, amen, yes, to be able to give clarity in terms of, yes, what God is doing, where the Lord is leading, amen, them too, what God is speaking about a nation, what is God saying about BRICS, what is God saying about UN, what is God saying about the nation of America, where is God in Canada, where is God in Australia, what is God, amen, what is God's voice for South Africa, what is God doing, amen, in Zimbabwe? You may say, but that is huge. Yes, it's huge. But God, amen, is not the author of confusion. He speaks, and when he speaks, amen, his voice gives, amen, clarity. The voice of God, amen, is trickled down to the last, amen, you know, man, to the last point, to the last least thing on earth. While God is speaking to those in high position of authority, God is also speaking in relating to the normal, ordinary person walking the street that seem to be confused about, you know, you know, where to get the next bread. Are you getting the point? So, so let's not make this thing complex. God speaks, and when He speaks, His voice, Amen, impacts every area of life. Every area of life. God is not silent about Amen. His intention. Remember, the earth is still the the laws, and He has given this earth to be managed by men and women, Amen, who have been cited. Men and women who have the nature of the second man, the last Adam. Yes, men and women, Amen, who who reflect the very nature of Adam, but not the first Adam, amen, the second Adam, hallelujah, yes, the last Adam, excuse me, we have to have that sense of understanding that we have, amen, a, a, a call, a responsibility, amen, to maintain the earth, to maintain the intentions of God, to continue to, amen, fast track the redemptive counsel of God for creation, but that is going to require, amen, is you know, a sense of calibrated vision. That is going to require a sense of calibrated vision. Vision will regulate your attitude. Vision will regulate, amen, your preference. Vision will define, amen, your belief system. Vision, amen, will define, amen, how you respond. It's not by, amen, you know, you are not reacting. You are not reactive. God, you know, situation, circumstance, the devil wants to bring us to the place where we become reactive. God says, you cannot be reactive, amen, to life. You've got to relate to life and respond to life from the position of vision. Lest you come into this position of, you know, of judgment. Be, be astonished. Blind yourself and be sightless. Sightless. Can you, this is scripture. I'm reading scripture. Sightless. In other words, you cannot see. And of course, when the Bible talks about sightless, it means you are, not, you are not able to make clear decisions because that is what vision is. Vision allows us to see things the way they are so that we can respond the way, amen, 
heaven intends. Blind yourself and be sightless. Be drunk, but not with what? Not with wine. When you're, when you're drunk, when you, when you sit drunk, what happens? They stagger. They don't have a, a sense of, you know, walking straight. They can't walk straight. They can't walk the straight and the narrow path. When you are drunk, hallelujah, you stagger. You fall here and there. You stumble. Are you, are you picking something? God wants us to come to a place, amen, in, in our walk with him where we, we, we know how to walk. The Bible says, amen, Jesus died and left, left for us, amen, a path to walk. But when you see a nation staggering, you, you know, they're confused. They're indecisive. When you see a home, family, you know, men, women, amen, staggering. We, you know, today you make a decision. Tomorrow you, you know, you you don't know what you don't know if you're coming, if you're going. All right. When you see a church that cannot, that that does not have a sense of direction in terms of God's prophetic voice for the land, they are not on the cutting edge of what God is doing. You're just running, running ministry, running life. You're doing what everybody's doing. That is a manifestation of staggering, and Alia is a reflection of a curse. It's a curse. And the enemy wants to bring us to this point and place where our life, amen, is no longer reflecting. I mean, look at the world today. The world is in a state of confusion. But the church should be in a state where we are given what? Direction. Uh, but we can't give direction if we have lost vision. It says, but ever be drunk, but not with what? But not with one. Stagger. But not from drunk, not from drink. He said, for the Lord has poured out a, a spirit of deep sleep, spirit of deep slumber. May that not be our portion, friends. The Lord has poured out, is pouring, the same God who, pour, who is pouring out his spirit to give clarity, to give direction. Amen. He's pouring out, amen, a spirit of stupor. Oh, come on. As God is pouring out, amen, a spirit that will give us mobility, strength, capacity, is also pouring, amen, yes, into a community of a people, amen, who have taken, you understand, yes, who have taken a position of, of assumption, of presuming, of what God, amen, is doing in their day, who do not respond, amen, to the guidance of the spirit. God has poured out the spirit of stupor upon the prophets, he has shut the eyes. He shut the eyes of the prophets. Can you see that? This is not just one. This is pure. I'm, I'm sure you can read it for yourself. Isaiah, I'm reading Isaiah, you know, 29. All right. He has shut the eyes. Father, may you not shut my eye in this season. Like I've prayed to you this morning. I need my eyes to be calibrated more than ever before. I need to be able to see. I need to be able to know. I need to be able to understand. I need to be able to be precise in responding to your voice. The scripture says he has shut the eyes of the prophets. We don't want to be there. We don't want to find ourselves in this position. No, regardless of what may be happening around you. He has covered their heads. They've lost the sense of leadership. He's covered their heads, amen, of the seers. Listen to this. And the entire vision... Did you see the word? And verse 11, and the entire vision, amen, will be to you like words sealed in a scroll. When a word is sealed for a season, 
when what God is doing is sealed from a people, from a community, amen, you need somebody to break the seal. You need somebody, you understand, to unseal it. They said, amen, there was weeping in heaven. Why? Because the scroll was sealed. There was nobody to open, amen, the, the, to, to read the scroll. Then a voice cried out, amen, weep no more. Amen. For the Lamb of God, Hallelujah. Yes, one from the from the tribe of the land of Judah is worthy to uh, to open the seal, to break the seal. Jalamoshim daragayadava. Are you picking? Are you hearing something? What am I saying? Vision must keep our head high above. High above the waters. Amen. Vision must keep us. Amen. High above. Amen. The quicksand. You must not be buried, amen, in the things that the enemy, hallelujah, yes, is busy with in this new day. Why we look not to the to the, to the the things that we see. You've got to keep your eyes. You've got to keep your sense of understanding. Vision has to do with, amen, a mental fortitude. It has to do with your mental connection with God. Vision is not just about being able to see things in the natural. Of course, that is important. But vision, amen, has to do with, amen, the eyes of your heart. You're tracking God. You're tracking the ways of God. Why you're have strength to do certain things. You say, no, I'm waiting on, amen, the directive, the instructions of God. I'm waiting for the leading of the Spirit. That's vision. You're not doing things because you've got the power. You're not doing things because you have the muscle. You No, no, remember, we've dealt with that, amen. Yes, our strength must be sourced from a place, amen, of humility, from a place of weakness, amen. Why you think you've got the strength to do what you want to do? You're saying, God, I'm, I choose to lay down because I want to to see what yes you are you are, what you're saying what you're doing regarding the situation hallelujah you want to know the mind of God you don't want to come to the place of assumption amen the entire vision will be to them amen like a word that is sealed in a scroll you don't want the world to be script to be sealed amen you want amen to be able to read it listen it, 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 the Bible says if it if that word if that vision seal is under to someone to read now these are people, amen, who can read. <laughs> these are people who are intelligent. The Bible says, amen, if that word is under to someone that a man can read, he will say, I cannot because it is sealed. Is the Lord sealing things in our day? Yes. I say, is God sealing certain things in our day? Yes. And is he unsealing certain things? Yes. It is the glory of God to do what? To conceal a matter. It is the glory of noble men. It is the glory, amen, of people who are tracking the heart of God. Nobility is, amen, is to have humility, is to be able to track God in every situation. That's nobility. Nobility is not the fact that you're born, amen, royal. Nobility, amen, is the fact that you wear wisdom. You live by wisdom. You live by understanding. You are guided by the spirit, amen, of wisdom, revelation, knowledge, and understanding. The fear of God. Counsel, amen, is guiding you. That's nobility. That's, hallelujah, that is royalty in the things of the spirit. It's coming to the end of yourself and Christ emerging, amen. Nobility is you coming to the end of yourself and Christ emerging. If that, amen, is not what 
is defining your life. I'm telling you, you're going to get to the point where you're going to take matters into your own hand. You're going to want to lead, amen, through your own vision. Remember, there are two kinds of vision. There is a vision, amen, that comes from man. There's a vision that comes from God. Just like there's a wisdom, amen, that is of this earth. There's a vision, excuse me, there's a wisdom that comes from above. There is a knowledge that comes, amen, from the earth. There's a knowledge that comes from above, amen. Yes, there were two trees in the garden. You always, listen, friend, we will always have, amen, the, the you know, the, the, if you will, the will, amen, we will always have the, that ability to choose between the two. God will never force his ways on you. God will never force his desire on you. God will never force his, his mandate on you. Where I am today, amen, is based on the choice that I have made. You have to make choice for yourself. And when you need to move, amen, you have to do that based on the choice you have made. You will always be given opportunity, amen, either to stay or to go, amen, either to go right or to go left, amen, either, hallelujah, yes, to exert your own strength, amen, or choose to be weak so that God can fight for you. You will always, you, you will, God will never put you in a situation where, amen, he forces his will on you, no. Then, then you are not made in his image and likeness. One of the things that, 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 that separates, you know, other creation from, from humans, from man, is the ability to make a choice, to, to make decisions, amen, like God. Yes. Somebody says, if God is sovereign, then why did he give us a will? Well, he gave us a will to prove that he is sovereign. <laughs> you understand? Yes. So when you wake up and mature to a point where you begin to realize that I've got a will to do whatever I want to do, but I'm not going to do that because I recognize headship. Remember that scripture we just read, alright? He said, let me go back to that scripture. Look at, look at verse 20, 23. Excuse me, excuse me. Excuse me. It says, it says, he has covered your heads. When your head is covered, amen. You lose sense of leadership direction. The ability to, to make a choice, amen, has to do with your position, amen, yes, of leadership. You are the leader of your own life. But when you come to the understanding that your leadership, amen, yes, is, is surrender to the headship of Christ, you would dare not make a decision. You would dare not go earlier without the authority of Christ, without the leadership of Christ. Did you see that? He has covered your heads, Osseus. I know you can see, but your head has been covered. So what are you going to be seeing? And the entire vision will be to you like, amen, like a word that is, that, that is sealed in a scroll. So we want to avoid that condition. We want to come to the point and place where, amen, we... Let me ask you a question. Who are you living for? What are you living for? Because this, this trickles down to the issues of vision. What are you living for? At the end of the day, what, what do you want? What glory are you seeking for? <laughs> what, what do you want to achieve? Well, I can easily tell you what I want to achieve in life. I want my life, amen, yes, to be, to be, to be totally submerged into the will of God so that everything that I do is the expression, is the outpouring, hallelujah, of the will of my Father. And it's not as easy as you think. Because there are 1,001 things, amen, that wants you, amen, to, to express your, God knows what, to do things in a particular way. So that, all right, people can see in a particular light. 
so that people can honor you, people can bless you, people can, you know, give you what kind of whatever kind of accolades you, you know, everybody's looking for. But to say, Lord, I want your will to be done in my life. I want to yield. I want to surrender. That's a place of shame. But it's a shame that brings glory. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. When you learn to embrace the cross, amen, and you choose to go his ways, when the season changes, you will be placed in, a, in, you know, in, a, in an order of a life that glorify God. It's an elevated place. And it's going to take sighted people to see that amen, elevation. All right? Let's continue. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, okay, we've passed this stage. Now, there's something else I quickly want to show you before I, I leave. Father, we honor your name. We glorify you. Look at this scripture in Matthew 6. Look at this scripture in Matthew 6. Where your treasure is. This, this just connects to what I just, the statement I just made now. They say, where your treasure is. Don't forget what we are tracking. We're tracking vision, prophetic vision. We're tracking, amen, being able to understand what is ahead of us. Being able to see, amen, what is ahead. It is your responsibility and mine, amen, yes, to know what God has in stock so we can follow him. Because if we don't, we are going to, amen, we are going to presume or assume, amen, yes, and, and of course choose the wrong path. <clears throat> Where your treasure is, excuse me, I want to ask a question, what is your treasure? your treasure is <clears throat> where your treasure is located where your treasure is positioned I want you to think deeply about this question think deeply about this what is your treasure what is that thing you treasure the most because that is amen, the direction that your heart is going to follow Every human being, amen, are chasing, are pursuing, yes, something they cherish, something, amen, that defines their treasure. It's a treasure. A treasure is something very, 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 very important. It's a value, something you cherish, something you value. You, you pay, amen, any price to keep it safe. If you have a treasure, amen, then you should have, you know, a safe place. You should have, amen, you know, you want to keep that thing. You don't want that thing to be stolen because it's a treasure. This is powerful. Where your treasure is, what is your treasure? Please, don't answer this question just, amen, in passing. You have to think deep. And don't tell me, well, Jesus is my treasure. Is that true? Is that true? Because everything about your life then should be gravitating towards Christ. If indeed Jesus is your treasure, everything, I mean everything about your life, every little thing, every anything in your life, amen, that does not glorify Christ, amen, nullifies that statement that Jesus is your treasure. Because if Christ is your treasure, you want to cherish him. You want to gird, amen, his values, his principle, his desire, his longing 
Amen. If Jesus is your treasure and anything that you have does not glorify him, that nullifies that statement, isn't it? He said, where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. This scripture just finished so many things that we claim and we preach. Because basically what we preach and claim, amen, are the opposite of truly where our heart is. Based on this scripture. Where your treasure is, it says, that is where your heart will be. But you think that is strong enough. Listen to the next scripture that is coming. It says, the eye is the lamp of the body. Now you understand why, amen, these two links, the treasure and your vision. I found myself praying this morning, oh God, you must awaken the vision of my heart so I can, I can, amen, maintain, yes, my heart in terms of my treasure. Your vision always goes to us where, amen, your, where your treasure is. So vision is not just about, you know, running a ministry, running a church, you know, running a home, running God knows what, you know. No, no, no. Uh, the, 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 final, the final achievement of what you're doing, what, you're, what, you're, what you want to do, amen, that final point, that final thing you get, that is what God is after. Somebody listening to me. Where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. The eye, the eye, remember the eye. The eye, amen, is the gateway. The, the eye is the gateway to the body. They said the eye is the, is, the, is the gateway to the soul. The eye defines and determines everything, amen, that you desire, amen, as a person. What you see defines your desire. Either natural or, amen, or, or, or mental or spiritual. They say the eye is the lamp of the body. What is a lamp? What does a lamp do? What's the purpose of a lamp, excuse me, in a house? It gives light. The lamp gives light. Now, if I can destroy your lamp, I can make you stumble. <laughs> the eye is the is the is the lamp of the body is what gives light the eye your eye your vision if your eyes are good your whole body will be full of light wow wow what then qualifies a good eye <laughs> isn't that a good question because they said, if your eyes is good, your whole, your entire body, your entire being, your entire life will be what? Will be full of light. There's no part dark. There is no part. Listen, friends. Many of us, amen, indeed have light. And the light has been able to illuminate many parts of our body, but there are still, amen, dark parts. There are still dark areas. There are still areas, amen, that the light of God, amen, has not shone. Therefore, that area is what? Is dark. And that dark area is what is is where, amen, or what the enemy uses to sneak into our life and to continue to defeat 
us. He said, but I've got light. Yes, you've got light in this path. But this path is dark. And because this path is dark, it gives, it, it just naturally gives access. You know, the enemy always coming through, amen. Yes, through the darkness, through the dark path. So the enemy comes in, amen, into your space and begin to walk in that area that is dark to the point that, amen, you literally feel defeated. Thank you, Jesus. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are bad, your whole body will be full of what? Darkness. Now listen to this. It says, if then the light within you is darkness. Whoa. That's the height of deception. If the light that is in you is found to be darkness. They say, how great is that darkness? Did you see the scripture? Now, if the this, if this scripture does not wake you up, I hope the light is not going for eight. I'm, I'm not sure. If, let me take that verse 23 again. But if your eyes are bad, your whole body, amen, will be full of what? Of darkness. And if the light, if the light within you, that little light, all right, that flicker of light, amen, yes, is overcaptured, is overwhelmed, is overshadowed by darkness. They say, how great is that darkness? That is one translation. Another translation could be, all right, if what you claim to be light in you is in fact, amen, a false light, a Luciferian light. You know, Lucifer is known as what? As the morning star. Lucifer, one of the definition of Lucifer, amen, is known as, amen, the light bearer. What light? Is it the light of Jesus Lucifer is carrying? Of course not. This light is in fact, amen, a reflection, a manifestation of deception, a, a, a darkness that is mimicking, amen, itself as light. A darkness that in fact, amen, is looking, is sounding, feeling like light. Are we in that state today? Does that sound like the world we live in today? Where people, amen, have actually embraced darkness as light? Oh yes. Is this word ministering to you? I'm just reading scripture and giving, you know, an interpretation as the spirit of the Lord will allow us because we are tracking something. Right? Lest you say you are advancing. Oh yeah, I can see what is before me. I'm moving into the kingdom. I'm moving into the mewa. Amen. What you claim to be light leading you because that's what light does. Light gives direction. But in fact, what is leading you is a false light. Is the light of Lucifer, the son of the morning, the one that has been judged. When you see Lucifer, they say he's the most beautiful being. Yes, that is the deception of Lucifer to deceive us through his beauty, through that which looks charming. It's that same spirit, amen, of the cosmos. Remember, we were talking about cosmos. The prince of this world rule via cosmos. Cosmos comes, amen. Yeah, excuse me. Cosmos, yes, is, is a manifestation or a reflection of, of another Greek word that means, you know, cosmio, cosmetics. And that, of course, is, is to be used to cover what blemishes. 
to make us see things amen in a different light to so that we can conclude we can it may come to a wrong conclusion because it's sounding good it's looking good it feels good and then of course you respond but not knowing that this thing in fact is what is darkness a darkness amen portraying itself as light the bible says amen even amen the 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 the, the ministers of darkness the ministers of the enemy amen you know portray themselves as what as angels of light I'm bringing this out so that amen, we don't get to be deceived, we don't get to be captured. Because the moment we begin to talk about the issues of vision, we, we're talking about light. And if we're talking about light and we don't understand the false light, and we don't understand the deception that is lurking behind what we may term as light, we can be deceived. And the Bible says, if the days are not cut short, in other words, the activities of the end of days, amen, will be shrouded, hallelujah, in, in deception. Deception, of course, amen, is a manifestation of darkness that portray itself as light. Deception is a manifestation of darkness that portray itself as what? As light. Calibrating our prophetic vision prophetic by design is sourced from the spirit of Christ. So to calibrate your prophetic vision, you have to go back to Christ. You have to seek Christ, amen, from a, new, from a new light, from a new way. Yes, we used to know Jesus from this point earlier, but henceforth, let no man know Jesus after the flesh. You can't know the things of the spirit. You can't interact with the things of the spirit in the flesh. Yes, Yes, the way you used to know Jesus has to be upgraded so that, amen, your vision, your sense of interaction, your sense of, amen, leading and guidance. Listen, friends, the world we live in today, as much as they want us to believe that it's normal, it's very abnormal. There are powers, there are cosmetic power, amen. There are there are cosmio, amen, that is at work. There are there are there are activity behind the scene, amen, managing things, amen, manipulating, amen, and controlling things that when we look at them in the natural, we can easily fall for the deception. It is our responsibility to go and see what is behind the curtain to see what is behind the veil we must live from a position that is behind the veil you don't make decision based on the veil amen when a moses cover his face with a veil amen you still assume that the glory is there you still assume the presence of god is there you still assume amen that the knowledge the wisdom of god is there after all the, in fact the word has been has been has been sealed you need the spirit of Christ to break the seal, to see things the way they are. This is, these are things that I'm talking about. These are things that I'm talking about. And I'm hoping somebody is speaking this word. You're tracking. Because the law of the enemy, amen, is to, is to keep us, is to blind us, amen, is to lock us in that quagmire, in that quicksand, amen. So we can't see what is ahead. But we are asking the Lord in this new day to restore the altar so that, amen, we have the strength and grace, amen, to stand and see his will, his counsels for our life. Friends, these are issues of the battles of the end of days. Battle for your sight. What do you see? Where is your treasure? They say where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be. The, 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 then they, they, say, they said to us, they said, the eyes is the lamp of the entire body. Are you seeing the connection? Are you understanding, friends? God is working in us. He's working within our hearts. There are adjustments taking place. 
There are sense of clarity and direction that they are bringing to us. There are things that they are removing. In this new season, as they prepare us for what is ahead, we've got to focus our mind and our attention, amen, of, you know, in the new day. You know, Elisha said to Elijah, when you see me go, you can have these things. Are you tracking God? Are you, are you pursuing? Is your heart yearning? Every hour of the day, you must be binding your mind, your, your faculty to the will of God, to the intentions of God. You want to maintain, amen, a precise cutting edge, amen, of God's voice. You want to maintain, amen, a life that is in sync with God. You want to be, amen, in the center core of his will for your life, amen. You don't want to, at some point, amen, presume, assume, amen, yes, and, and, and take things into your own you know ability no you want to daily lay down yourself so that amen the strength the power of god can can rest upon you and in that strength you can journey you can go forth because amen as we look at things in the human realm there is a change taking place in the spirit realm and so we don't want to be a man a manifestation of accident accident happens when people lose sight when people lose direction when people are not cautious when people amen are not you know alert have you noticed that that's what that's what leads to accident accident means that you have taken your eyes amen off the road it means you were you know distracted where is your eyes what is what is your eyes what's your vision that's what that's what happens when every time accident happens there's a distraction Every time accident happens, there's a distraction. An accident happens every day. Amen. Particularly in the day where our, our life is being gathered, is being run by, you know, uh, uh, phones and, 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 you know, devices. I was outside two days ago, a guy, amen, on the road almost ran into me because his eyes on the, he's, he's, you know, he's, he's on the phone. He, he literally almost ran into me. I have, to, I have to just your mind, your mind, your mind you have to keep binding your mind to the will of God, you have to keep cautioning amen, yes, even your children alright, don't bury your head in, in a device, yes it's important, we need it, but hey let your life be guided, let your life be ruled, let your life be instructed amen, by what is coming from above not what is coming from, you know, the device and the phone and all of, I'm just using that amen, because when you are too buried in something that is not connected to the heavenly order there is bound to be accident there's bound to be accident so we need our eyes to be calibrated in this season we need to understand, amen where God is in our day what is God saying? What is the, the, the demand of God for our day? All right. What is the spiritual temperature? Amen. Yes. Of, of our nation. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. What is the spiritual temperature? Amen. Of, of God's prophetic you know, activity for our day. Are we leveling up to that spiritual temperature? Or is God here and we're here? All right. You want to be where he is. Amen. Where he is is where you want to be. Amen. The, the, the intentions of God, the prophetic demand of God, amen, for your life. It, that is where you want to be. You don't want to be somewhere else. Amen. You, you, you don't want to be disconnected from God. You want to walk with God so you can maintain, yes, a sense of spiritual perfection, a sense of spiritual maturity. Walk with me and be perfect. Enoch walk with God. It takes vision to walk with God. 
It takes vision to walk with God. It takes vision to track, amen, the mind of God, the will of God for your children, for your family, amen. It takes vision to track, amen, the voice of God for his church, amen, for your community, amen. It takes vision, amen, to track the speakings of God for your life. Where is God in my life? What is God doing? What is God saying? What is the demand of the spirit for my life? Amen. Yes, spirituality is a journey. You understand? Yes, spirituality is not, it's not a place we camp. You understand? And just rejoice and get blessed because of, you know, the good things happening to us. Spirituality is a journey. They bless you because of a new season that is about to be opened. Amen. And when a season begins to dry up, amen, when the wells start drying up, they're telling you, amen, that season, amen, is wrapping up. What do you do? You begin to scaffold, amen, and move, hallelujah, to the next place of heaven's intention. And you may have to I'm just telling you some of the things that, you know, I began to pray about this morning. Lord, I need to dig a new well. I need to, I need to dig a new well. It takes vision, amen, to come to a new ground and start digging wells and start acquiring, amen. Yes, a new posture in the spirit regarding the realm that God has brought you to. If you don't understand this thing, you want to remain, you want to stay. You want to keep yourself locked into an order, hallelujah, that has in fact enslaved your mind. That is Egypt. It takes vision. You see, at some point, the children of Israel, they lost sight of vision. They stopped dreaming. Hallelujah. Because several times, amen, their dreams has been turned to a, a nightmare. When your vision, amen, seems to be turned into a nightmare, what do you do? You turn that, in, that nightmare into a vision. What is a vision? That which gives you, amen, yes, a sense for living. A sense for advancement, a sense for journey, hallelujah. Yes, you don't want to get to the point where your vision is captured. You don't want to get to the point where the enemy, hallelujah, defines how far you can go, how far you can worship God, how far you can connect with the things of God. You want to continue to pray. You want to continue to pray and as you pray, you want to hear the heart of God. You want to know the mind of God. You want to know the speakings of God and you want to respond accordingly. Once the Lord has spoken, twice have I heard. Father, I pray that you give us the earring ears. I pray that you give us the earring ears. I pray that you give us the earring ears in this season and time. Give us the seen eyes. Give us, calibrate our vision, oh God. May we not go into stupor, into blindness. May we not go into a state, oh God, where we can no longer see. Say, eyes are there, but they cannot see. Touch our eyes, oh God. Touch our ears, touch our mind, touch our sense of understanding. Help us, oh God, to come into a day of clarity, a day of understanding. Help us, oh God, to see, yes, that vision, oh God, yes, is eternal. Help us to see, yes, that vision produces hope. Ah, vision is what gives us the reality, yes, even of the unseen. That when we walk in vision, we are able to see, yes, even what men cannot see or what men cannot understand. Help us, oh God, to come into a day where vision, oh God, increases our faith, our faith level. Yes, they that must come to God must believe that he is. Give us a, a vision, oh God, that is entrenched in your agape, in your nature, in your love, oh God. Help us. 
help us not to become carnal. Yes, that's what vision does. When you walk in vision, you break away from carnality. Vision keeps you on the cutting edge. Vision allows you, yes, to track the heart of God, the mind of God, the will of God. Amen. At every interval, you are not an accident. Amen. You are not captured by fear. You are not defeated. Hallelujah. You are able to see. And because you can see, you can proclaim, you can declare. Hallelujah. Yes. Vision caused the things that be not as though they were. Hallelujah. Lord, we honor you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you for a new sense of vision, for a new sense of clarity. Ah, your word says, where our heart, where our treasure is. Help us to redefine our treasure. Help us to redefine our treasure. Vision will give us, oh God, the sense of perseverance. Yes. Yes. Why we look not to the things that are seen. Our position of life, yes, yes, is from that realm of the unseen, yet it is real. Yet it is the realm that you dwell. It is the realm where you interact with men. It's the realm where, yes, you, you, you manifest your will. So continue, Lord, to calibrate our vision. Like you did for Abraham, like you did, oh God, for Enoch. Like you did, Almighty God, for Noah, 120 years thereabout. Vision sustained him to build a system of a life that is called the ark. That throughout amen, that lifetime, this man was building something for the next generation. Something that looks irrelevant. Something that, that feels irrelevant. People mocked him. They laughed at him. But he was building because he has seen something. Help us not to be so captured in the spirit, oh God, yes, of the age, in the spirit of insecurity to build what everybody wants, to sound like every other person, to look like every other person. I break away once again. I rededicate myself. I declare that I am not of this world. No. I am of the order of Noah. I'm able to build, oh God, that which is futuristic. Yes, I'm able to build that which is of the future, that which is coming. I'm able to see, oh God, into tomorrow because you have spoken. You've given me, oh God, the blueprint. You've given me the measurement. Yes, you've given me the standard, the material, the quality of what, oh God, you require. And so, Father, Lord, I respond in the name of Jesus. While I'm motivated by what men do, I do not relegate myself to the standard of man. You are my standard. I move, I walk, oh God, in accordance to the guidance of your spirit. Lead me on, my father. Guide my step, oh God. I pray for my brothers and my sisters, oh God. Help them, Lord, to understand the weightiness of this word, oh God, so that they will not, yes, settle, oh God, for, for some place that is called uh, Lodabah. They will not settle for the place where, yes, Mephibosheth settled just because of the accident, just because of circumstance. Father, I pray that we will break away, yes, from making decisions based on circumstance. Uh, yes, Father, I pray that they will take their place, yes, Lord, at the table. As, as, as David, David said, go fetch that boy. I have made a covenant with his father that no one in the house of Jonathan will be left in Lodabar the place of isolation the enemy wants to isolate us the enemy wants to destroy our life with accusation the enemy wants to limit our ability and capability friends lift your eyes what do you see what are you seeing what are you seeing regarding yes the new day 
Ah, you, you may be seeing all kinds of impossibilities. Yes, I was chatting with somebody yesterday and this person was telling me how things are in Nigeria. I mean, in terms of, because this person is into construction, say a block of, you know, of, of, of you know, of brick, what do you call it? Yes, a building block costs so much. You know, I think 400 rand or excuse me, 400 naira or 500 and you know, a, a bag of cement is costing about 5,000 naira. I mean, it, it's, it sounds crazy. It is like, you know, your, your dangotes of this world that we say that the richest men is like they've, they've held an entire nation hostage because they are the one bankrolling this politician. But we proclaim today as sons of Yahweh, we lift our hand, we say, Lord, change is about to happen change has come and so we take our place and we proclaim law change is taking place if men say this is the way this is how things must be no we said lord is the lord is bringing a change we said that is a change taking place lord you say you will remove them oh father we lift up a cry on behalf of the land lord as people of vision we lift up a cry and we declare change is coming change has come let your kingdom come let your will be done. Let your servant rise, O oh God. May we not be fixative on these issues, O oh God. May we raise our voice above. May we see, O oh God, yes, the city that is emerging, the heavenly order. May we see, O oh God, the stone that is cut already. Yes, not by human hand, not by human strength, that is coming to make impact on the feet of this high ungodly thing that men are worshipping call yes the idol the image of Babylon father we thank you that there is going to be a change we will continue to proclaim it and declare it you say you will make mention of the Lord give him no rest and give yourself no rest until father we thank you we make mention of your name we proclaim your day we proclaim your comings we proclaim your reign. We proclaim your lordship. We proclaim your rulership within the body of Christ. We proclaim it, O oh God, within our homes, within our businesses. We proclaim your hand, the hand of the law, the mighty hand of the law. A shift, O oh God. Thank you for a people of vision. Thank you for a people whose heart and mind are connected to you. Thank you, Father, for what your spirit is doing on behalf of your church right now. Thank you, Father, for the comings of your spirit. Thank you, Father, for the reign of your spirit. Thank you, Father, for the impartation of your spirit across the globe, across the continent, across our generation. We thank you. Let God be true. Let the lies of men come to an end. We praise your name. We glorify you. We are a people of vision. We will not lose, we will not lose our vision. We will not lose our sight. We praise your name for a new day, for a new thing. Thank you, Father, for your word that will continue to lead us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. The scripture says, if your eyes causes you to sin, it's a plug it out. If what you're seeing is bringing a wrong, yes, sense of understanding, if, it's, if what you're seeing in the natural Amen. In the mental, emotional realm, it's interfering. It said, cut it off. That word, cut it off, amen, is stop giving it life. 
cut it off. Stop giving it life. Stop giving it attention. There are so many things, friends, that we 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 invest attention in. Amen. That is, in fact, leading us. Amen. To doubt God. I'm giving the interpretation. And we're not talking about a literal cutting out of hand. We're talking about something here, amen, that if that thing is a distraction to the vision, to the intentions of God for your life, they say, cut it off. Cut it off. There's a disconnection taking place. I pray that you and I will understand this, amen, on, you know, sense of disconnection. There are things God wants us to disconnect from, amen, in this season. There are places, people, amen, God is disconnecting us because they're becoming an hindrance earlier, yes, to what God wants to do in terms of his kingdom. When it comes to issues of the kingdom, you cannot, I cannot afford to be distracted. If your eyes, remember the eye is the gateway. Remember the eye, amen, yes, is what causes the body, amen, yes, to be lit up with light. They say, if that eye, amen, is captured in sin, plug it out. Disconnect that eye, amen, from that thing. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into hell. How can you have sight and yet you're on your way to hell? That's judgment. And that's what we saw. We just read in Isaiah 29. God judged amen, his prophet, his seers. He judged them. Why? Because they will not judge themselves. They will not fall on the rock. When they ought to have judged themselves, when they ought to have you know, disconnect themselves from the distraction, they continue. So God then decided to judge them with stupor. So that they will fall. There's a way that cement right onto a man. But the end is destruction. What is God saying about that thing that you're building? Does he have the approval of God? Or does he have just the approval of man? Does he have the approval of God? Does that thing have the approval, the emblem of God, the seal of divine approval? If your eyes, people have misinterpreted this scripture in the past, so some people don't even touch it, but I'm giving you a precise, accurate interpretation. Disconnect yourself from whatever it is that, amen, is a distraction. Distraction leads to destruction. I'm sure you know that. Some of us, we will need to realign ourselves to certain people, to certain places, to have calibrated sight. Moving with the right people, moving, amen, with the right fellowship, connecting with the right relationship can enhance your sight. Come on. You live in a place where, amen, basically they are just romancing, amen, your, you know, your former glory, your former strength. You will never move into the things of God. You will never enter into the new things God has in stock for you. One season, amen, has ended. When a season ends, a relationship ends. All kinds of things end. You have to begin to journey towards the new. You have to begin to face the new. You have to humble yourself. I, I, I shared that scripture with us earlier. They say if you enter a city, you come into a, a city with a, a calibrated sign, you are looking for what? The house of peace, the man of peace. You enter into it. You enter. You align yourself. God understand these dynamics, all of these dynamics of the spirit. The Lord is leading us. 
but God will lead us through our sense of obedience. God will lead us through our sense of submission. God will lead us because, amen, we can see that we can no longer stay, amen, where, amen, yes, our father where. Abraham knew that, amen, his father got to the point where he could no longer journey further. You understand? Yes, because of the death of his first son. You understand? Abraham, God came and called Abraham, leave your, leave that place of death, leave that place, all right, where your father came to, all right, to a land I will watch, show you. Zabalabayanda. Wanna be that company of Abraham? Wanna be that company of leaving and entering into not the place we assume, not the place we presume, where he shows us leave your father's house to go to a land I'm going to show you. That's vision. I told you earlier, vision is tracking with God. When you track with God, you have his vision. He said, let this mind be in you. The mind of Christ, amen, speaks to us, empower us, amen, enable us to walk in the vision of God. The church does not determine the vision. The board does not determine the vision. Amen. Yeah, the rich, the, the, the rich, millionaires, whoever they are in the church, they do not define and determine, amen, the intentions of God, amen, for the for the assembly, hallelujah, heaven, hallelujah, determines that, and we need men of God, amen, who can rise up again and connect with Yahweh and connect with voice, amen, the voice of God, so that what God wants to do, amen, through his church into the nation becomes a reality, that's the purpose of a church, amen, is a passage, Amen. Is a going between. Alia is 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 a channel where God, Amen, reaches the land, reaches the nation. So what comes out, Amen, from a job from the pulpit is very important because then that will inform and and calibrate the vision of the people. Then they will go out there, Amen, and manifest the will of God. Wow. God said to Abraham, "Leave your father's house, journey towards a land." The same thing applies to business. In fact, Amen. There's not there's no difference between running a local assembly and running amen a local business. Hallelujah. These are all channels whereby God amen you know engages a city. They are they are go in between. They are the locating point. They are the they are the, they are the place where the things of God amen yes flow into. They are the Jerusalem, hallelujah, that releases, that unleashes the things of God into Samaria, Judea, hallelujah. Then of course the utmost part of the earth, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. That must be a word for somebody. Father, we honor your name. Lord, we glorify your name. We praise you, Lord. What a glorious day we live in. What a glorious season we find ourselves. We rejoice in you. We celebrate you. Whatever you are believing God for in this season, make sure it aligns with, amen, the vision of God for, amen, this season in time. So your prayer should be, God, what are you doing in this season? Where are you in this season? When you find where God is, you will find your place. You will track, amen, yes, and what God wants to release as a resource. Father, we honor you. We thank you. We bless you, God. Let your will continue to find expression and inroad in our life. We surrender. We submit to the promptings of your spirit. Align us. Connect us, oh God. Disconnect us, oh God. Yes, so we can, oh Father, continue. 
to respond to the voice of your spirit. We thank you. I thank you once again for our company, for everyone joining, listening. Yes, now at this yes live broadcast. Thank you, Father, for your spirit that is at work in their life. Thank you, Father, for your intention. Thank you, Father, for, yes, their, their, their call to remain relevant even in this season and time. Thank you, Lord, that they will not go into oblivion. They will not be captured. They will not find themselves in a place of confusion. They will not find themselves, oh God, in a place where their, 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 their foot, oh God, can no longer journey, where they've been cut off. Yes, uh, uh, you know, ability and capacity to journey. They say, strengthen your feeble knees. Father, I pray this day that they will strengthen, they, they will strengthen their feeble knees. They will receive strength. They will receive capacity, grace, knowledge, understanding. Thank you, Father, for the outpouring of the spirit of the apostolic to build for you, oh God. Yes, an habitation, an inheritance, oh God. Yes, in the earth. We honor your name for what you are doing in this season and time. Prophetic generation, men and women, oh God, who, who, have, who have broken, yes, away from the lies of the enemy, who are moving into the place of your glorious inheritance in Christ. We thank you. We honor you. Oh, we glorify you. Have your way. Have your way. Not my will. But your will be done. Take your place. From the crown of our head to the sole of our faith. We surrender, we submit to the workings of your spirit. Oh, hallelujah. Well, friends, I'm done this morning with uh, this session of broadcast. I hope that you have been greatly enriched. I hope that you've been imparted. I hope the word of God has really touched you. Amen. Because indeed, that is my intention. For the word of God to minister to us in a way where we're able to respond. Amen. To the voice of the Father and the will of God. So once again, I want to thank you for joining us this morning. Uh, like I said, uh, the the power outage in South Africa has really gone from bad to worse where I think we're on stage six now so almost every two hours the light goes off so but so please continue to pray for us continue to pray for me and this work will continue to bring the heart of God and the mind of God across to you amen and please if the Lord touches your heart to support us in whatever way please do respond because we do need all the support. I do need all the support. God, God bless you. Thank you so very much. Enjoy the rest of your day. Please continue to pray for me. I need direction. I need grace, in, particularly in this season. Amen. And I'm sure there are people out there already praying for me, but I need more prayers. Amen. Thank you. May God continue to help us to recalibrate our vision, to continue to press in. Amen. So his will can continue to prosper in our hands. Thank you once again for watching. God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your day. Bye-bye.